Good afternoon, evening, morning, whenever you may be listening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Joe Samansky, a.k.a. The Wild Man. And I'm Zach, a.k.a. Z-Dunks. And we are here because, ladies and gentlemen, this past weekend, it was the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And we started off in Arrowhead Stadium in cold, snow-blanketed Kansas City, where people sitting in those high seats probably couldn't move for the next four hours because of all the wind, snow, and ice they just sat through. And for the first time since 2014, the Kansas City Chiefs have won a playoff game. And this is a stat. I don't, I don't even know if you knew this, Zach. But for the first time in 25 years, have won a home playoff game. Wow. Took them that it. long. Break Destroy it. the Colts. 31-13. to Nothing really bad here for Andrew Luck. He threw for 203 yards. Threw a touchdown, didn't throw a pick, but the big thing, unlike last week, this wasn't the return of the Mac this week. Marlon Mack held only 46 yards, uh, unusually very strong performance by a usually weak uh, Chiefs rushing defense. And of course, Patty Mahomes, he throws real good. He goes for 278 yards and no picks. But a big one, I'm uh, Damian Williams. A big come-out performance for him, 129 yards on the ground and a touchdown. A big win for the Chiefs. They will hold home field this weekend as they go into the AFC Championship game in what is to be a very, very cold AFC uh, Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday night. Reported Arctic blizzard-like cold conditions, negative 5-degree temperatures. We're in for a fun one. Zach, what was your main takeaway from this game, uh, though, today? This was the beginning of a pretty disappointing weekend in my eyes. Uh, last last year, we had Minnesota Miracle. We had the Jags and Steelers shootout. I was expecting some great football this weekend, when in fact, this was just the start of a weak football slate. The way the playoffs are designed, it's supposed to be the top teams in the league go in. It should be a toe-to-toe great game. The Colts obviously shouldn't have been playing the Chiefs this round because they didn't show up. Their right tackle, Brandon Smith, kept getting destroyed by D. Ford. The O-line looked all discombobulated. They didn't know what was going on. Andrew Luck looked like he was more focused on his book club than completing a pass for the first three quarters. And I'm very disappointed. They never got the run game going. Defense looked weak despite Darius Lawrence's one strip fumble. Uh, it was pressure on Luck all day. Uh, there were only three sacks, two by Houston, one by D. Ford. But it just, it was very evident it was not an even an even game. And it was really disappointing because what everyone wants above all, despite seeing their personal bias, their team winning, everyone wants to see good playoff football. Yes. The conditions might have favored the Chiefs, but a lot of the analysts were saying the Colts are built to ground and pound. They're, they're a run team. They're a physical team. Frank Reich, it should have been a closer game. It, on paper... Should have been a shootout. Should have been a tight game. Never got the run game going. Never got the pass game going. Completely disappointing if you're a Colts fan. Yeah, well, you know, that's how the playoff works sometimes, though, Zach. And in the night game, the Rams win a playoff game, ladies and gentlemen. You heard that right. A team name with the name Rams. Take down the Dallas Cowboys. Because even <laughs> though they had Dak and they had Zeke and they were supposed to be going to the Super Bowl, they lost. 22-30 to 30 to the Rams in L.A. L.A., maybe you finally have another title contender on your hand. Lakers suck. Well, they don't suck, but they suck without LeBron James. The Clippers suck. The Kings suck. The Dodgers can't win a World Series game for shit. So you're kind of stuck. But, you know, a big win 
for the Rams, and the big thing was their running game. Todd Gurley and the bowling ball known as C.J. Anderson each go for over 100 yards. Anderson grabs two touchdowns himself. And another big thing, the Rams D shuts down Zeke. 20 attempts and only 47 yards for the leading rusher in the NFL this past year. He did get a touchdown, but it is not enough, obviously. The Rams pull out the victory in L.A. Uh, Zach, do you think this is a big step forward for a franchise that's been kind of minor mediocrity and failure past decade and a half? You know, is this I a big step forward do. for them? Yeah, I definitely do. Uh, Sean Vey, you see what he's put together. Orchestrate a masterful uh, offensive performance this season. But in this game, Wade Phillips and his prowess showed. Uh, the defense really stepped up. Aaron Donald was an absolute force again. If you saw how he would just cut through their line. A lot of the runs, if you saw the game, the Cowboys had to focus on outside tosses and zones the mm-hmm. entire game. Because Aaron Donald and... Uh, also, Ethan Westbrooks kept blowing up the interior line. And Dominican Sue yeah. a little bit there in there, they too. They had a beast mode game. And stats aren't everything if you watch if you watch it between the trenches. Stats are not everything. If you see how a game goes, a lot of a game's stats and plays are dictated by what happens in the trenches. Oh, yeah. And the Rams won in the trenches. There's a reason C.J. Anderson had a great game, and it's because they won in the trenches. Their O-line, uh, I think Andrew Whitworth won his first playoff game ever. Wow. And what, is he like a 13-year NFL he's, he's been there 14 years, 14. I think. He's been there a long time. From the Bengals, so glad to see him get a playoff win. Uh, I'm thoroughly impressed. I like the versatility of the Rams' offense. I liked how they kept motioning Robert Woods to either side of the field using his explosive And speed. he had a big game, too. He's obviously kind of replaced kind of both Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup a little bit as their speed guy. Well, Robert Woods, he had 69 yards, but that doesn't show you the entire stat of the game. I mean... There's a reason why they were able to rush for 123 yards and two touchdowns because they kept opening up the run game yeah. with the passing attack. It was spread out. A lot it of bootlegs, a lot of play actions, a lot yeah. of motions, plays. You never knew where the play was going to go. The Rams love switching personnel mm-hmm. both sides of the field. You watch the fourth quarter when Goff got oh, yeah. that run, that first down to seal yep. the game up, then yep. Gurley ran up on that next first down. That whole quarter, they continued to motion – uh, Cooks and Woods, yep. alternating sides. And oh, then yeah. the Cowboys defense, their young linebackers, Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith, didn't know where which gaps to fill. And that's how they overcame that game. It was brilliant scheming, and they got outcoached, and Jason Garrett couldn't outclap his way out of this game. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a maybe a little bit of a step forward for a Cowboys franchise this year. They do get a playoff win this year. They went further than expected. I think they went further than a lot of people expected them to. You have to give props, though, to the Los Angeles Rams this year. A big win. They're obviously, it seems like they are going to be the real deal for years to come. Got to give props to management and coaching down there. And it seems like every team's trying to find their next Sean McVay now. It seems kind of seems like that, doesn't it? Every team's trying yeah, to I find mean, I don't know that how Sean McVay. That is. Uh, exactly, but well, we can talk about that maybe a little bit later. But now let's move on to Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And while the score may show forty-one to twenty-eight, that really wasn't how the game went, ladies and gentlemen. The New England Patriots dominate the Los Angeles Chargers in Foxborough. Another dominating home playoff win as the Chargers secondary was torn up by Tom Brady for 343 yards and a touchdown, and Sony Michel also dominated the ground. He went for 129 yards and three, three touchdowns. Sony Michel, an incredible game by the young running back from Georgia. 
Not a bad game from Phillip Rivers either, 331 and three touchdowns. But again, this is something I feel like we're seeing a lot of here. The losing team does not get going on the ground. Uh, Melvin going only nine attempts for 15 yards and a touchdown. Again, we see it happening. A team that didn't get going on the ground loses their game this week. So, Zach, how do you see how do you see this game? I, I got the... quite a take on this game. Oh yeah, right, I'm gonna break it down for you. Bill Belichick and Brady are so successful in Foxborough every playoff season. It's because of the scheme. They play old-school football. They smash mouth. They're not afraid of anybody. Chargers lined up in a seven-defensive back personnel, a small personnel, four pass rushers, Mm -hmm. seven D-backs. Essentially, it's to give your team a speed advantage, quick gap blitz rush, and quick drop-back man-up coverage. To do that... You can't play zone against Brady, okay? Oh, no. That was the first mistake. As a Steelers fan, I can tell you, you sit can't back, play you zone, play against, zone Brady. against Brady. You're going to get ripped apart. Oh, yeah. Also, when they had that light back set, that oh. light defense back set, the Patriots lined up their whole O-line. I think, I don't know if uh, Lager and Waddle, I think Waddle was in there instead of Cannon, but didn't matter. They still had Andrews, and they still had their whole O-line yep. in. Solid O-line, big O-line, underrated big, big O-line. Uh, they put in James Devlin, who's a, a sneaky all pro fullback every year. He's always in contention for yeah. that. If use tech wasn't so phenomenal, <laughs> uh, Sony Michelle really coming out of his really having a coming out day, a big day for him. I was so impressed by what the Patriots did, and don't get me wrong, I hate the Patriots, I despise them, but you gotta respect good football. They lined up without Josh Gordon. They had Hogan Edelman. Uh, they didn't have a lot of weapons. They put Dorsett out there a few times. They grounded and pounded and blew the Chargers off. It was just like the Colts and Chiefs games. The team that wins the line of scrimmage wins the game. That's how you got to win it, and that's how it's going to go. Also, for next week, when New England heads in the Arrowhead, I think a lot of people are going to be interested to see what happened. Tom Brady is 1-4 in, in his last five road playoff games. And he hasn't, they haven't run a road playoff five game. Five touchdowns, eight interceptions. He is not great on the road. And there's some speculation, well, it's hard to win any playoff game, let alone on the run. That's true. And there's also a huge controversy. I'm not going to feed into this, even though my personal biases aside. Mm -hmm. Patriots tend to acquire many less penalties at home. They did have nine. Chargers had five. but So this wasn't a great example. But in years past, the Patriots have definitely benefited from home field advantage, questionable referee calls, just a lot of speculation on why they win so much. It is great scheming, but it always helps to be home and have the referees respect TB12. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Also, fun fact, the referee in Arrowhead, mm-hmm. Cleet Blakeman, you know who that is? Oh. It's the ref who got Brady on the Deflategate scandal. You know, so there's a lot of bad blood from Pats fans <laughs> head in the Arrowhead. So well, we'll see what happens. Flip I, the script. You can't deny that Brady and the Pats in general have struggled on the road in the playoffs. Well, you wonder why. I've never seen a team with more home field advantage. Yeah. Well, no. It's, it proves the advantage of how getting that first round by gets you and getting one of those seeds, how much that helps you. And it seems like usually even when they get the second seed, they get lucky because then usually the first seed somehow loses out yeah. in the divisional round. But that doesn't happen this year. The Patriots this year were three and five on the road, including losses in places like Pittsburgh, and Miami, Jacksonville, Detroit, Detroit, places. No playoff teams. No playoff teams. So we'll, it'll be very interesting to see how New England goes about this game. 
It's probably gonna be my game. I the game I'm gonna want. I'm gonna want to watch both games, but it's gonna be very exciting to me to see how New England deals with it. I mean that Arrowhead crowd is gonna be cold, but it's gonna be loud in Arrowhead. Those Chiefs fans have waited for this for a long, long, long time. Andy Reid has waited for this for a long time. Uh, Patrick Mahomes not so much, but it's been a while. The prodigy versus the master. Exactly. So we'll see what's up. But of course. The ending game, paying for a lot of our friends. The I-G-G-L-E-S Eagles fall 14-20 to 20 to the New Orleans Saints. Alshon Jeffrey had to ask, what happened to my hands? That's that nice little Mr. whoop. Mr. Best Hands in the NFL. Whoop. Yep. Whoop. Let the ball right go right through my fingers. And again... A uh, poor ground game by the Eagles. Nick Foles throws two picks. One of them wasn't his fault, mind you. That was all on Alshon. That wasn't his fault necessarily. And, uh, you know, but Drew Brees, dominating performance. Alvin Kamara did not score a touchdown. It was efficient enough. But the big star has to be Michael Thomas for the Saints. This man was able to get through a still weekend, a very much weekend Eagles secret, eh, secondary. I cannot speak today, I guess. <laughs> But it was he was he was seemed to be the only receiver who really seemed to get past that secondary with ease. He did it a lot. He did it with courage, and they were able to get the win off of the back, in my opinion, of Michael Thomas and his ability to open up the field of play and get those deep yardage plays. Eagles, hell of a performance, just weren't able to pull it out. It's hard to win in the big easy in the playoffs, and we will see what happens in the championship game against the Rams. My, Zach, uh, yeah, go ahead, Zach. My underrated performance in this game was uh, Taysom Hill. It all started on that drive, I think, in the, the second getting quarter. getting that They were down punt. 14. Foles put up 14 real quick in the first, and people were shell-shocked. It was unbelievable. I was like, Nick Foles mania yeah. all over again. And I said Nick Foles has the ability to slow teams down. I am right about that. It mm-hmm. happens every time. No one knows why, but Eagles are a completely different team. I think they're a harder team to beat with Foles in the playoffs mm. than with Wentz. I mean, Wentz well, we've never room. seen Wentz in the playoffs. Wentz, Wentz. We'll see if Wentz can get there. I mean, that might settle the debate of mm-hmm. he is the quarterback moving forward. Peterson, yes. Peterson uh, stated that, so, yes. and that's speculation. Uh, but Nick Foles, uh, 18-31, 201 yards, touchdown, and his two interceptions, the one, as Joe stated, wasn't his fault. The other one kind of was. I underthrow of Zach Ertz. Well, it wasn't necessarily underthrow on the fact that he had a heat check, mm-hmm. which if you all don't know what a heat check is, it's basically – when a player is having a really good game and nothing can stop them, it's just their day. So they do something a little risky just because it should work that day. Uh, in basketball, it's when a player has hit several shots and just lines up from deep and knocks one more down. Foles decided to take a deep shot up 14 nothing. He just ripped it deep to Ertz. Didn't realize Lattimore was covering Ertz. Yep. Lattimore snagged his first pick of the day there, and that's where the momentum shifted. That's what I, exactly what I that's thought when I was shifted. watching the game. I because saw. after that, back to the Taysom Hill point, mm-hmm. Breeze converted two fourth-down conversions, one yep. fake punt Taysom Hill, and then the touchdown to Kirkwood in the end zone on the fourth and goal. That's where the game started to shift, and Eagles weren't able to punt any other points, points the rest of the game. And that's where you gave the Saints, you had the momentum, you gave it away, and they had just enough time to end, to end yeah. you off. Also, the turnover at the end of the game, it was Jeffrey's fault. He's had a great season despite that. Yeah. I did not agree with 
the play calling, though, you're running the clock down. Essentially, you're going to win that game if you put up a touchdown. But the way the Eagles played it, they almost rushed their play right before the two-minute warning. warning. They had 205 lined up. I thought they were just going to try to draw them off sides or run it to the two-minute warning. There was no need to hike yeah. hike the ball. They falls rushed. Like, he like seriously like started panicking. Yep. I saw him tapping Kelsey's shoulder. Like he was going, going, going. Snap, snap, snap. They rushed the snap. He forced a quick throw. It wasn't a bad throw, but the no. whole play was rushed. Rushed it. Mm-hmm. Mistakes happen. And you can't do that when you're trying to end a game, take a nice methodical drive. They rushed it. And that's bad coaching. You don't run a play there. Yep. You take your time. You take two-minute warning. Maybe you develop a play where everyone's kind of ready and you're not so rushed, and maybe Jeffrey catches the ball and they could win the game. But that's all if and, and you know, and there's buts. And, yeah, again, if and buts, you know, if he catches that ball, Jeffrey, that's a solid eight, nine yards before the two-minute warning. The clock stopped. I'm just saying the play seemed really The play forced. seemed rushed. I think if he throws the ball a little bit shorter, a little bit lower, I think Jeffrey gets all of it on it. Again, that's a, probably a solid eight-yard, nine-yard gain. And it's just – it hurts – but it's obvious that the Cinderella stories will not be here the Super Bowl season. It is 1v2 in each conference, and we are almost at the end. Absolutely. The end game is nearly here. Saturday, it is the Saints at home against the Rams on Sunday. It's a, like a 4 o'clock start. Right, Both games yeah. are like 4 o'clock starts. Same as the Eagles-Saints game the past week. Yeah. They're both 4 o'clock starts. And then on Sunday, in cold, snowy Arrowhead. That's the, the game I'm on. Oh, that's, that's, that's the, the Chiefs versus the Patriots. Ladies and gentlemen, we are almost there. We will have an episode for you wrapping up the conference championships next week. And then hopefully, we will have a major season wrap-up along with the Super Bowl. Super Bowl special. Stay tuned. Exactly. But ladies and gentlemen, this is it for the day. That's all we need to go through today. The divisional round of the NFL playoffs locked up sealed and signed before we go who do we got this weekend zach you go first i'm taking the chiefs i'm taking the saints that's my lock all right for me ladies and gentlemen i am saying we are going to see the chiefs and the rams a rematch of that great monday night football game in los angeles in the super bowl in atlanta in the bends we're ready for it we all know that's the game we'd all want to see one of the best offensive shows you will ever see in a professional playoff game ever. And we are excited. We're almost there. Super Bowl Sunday, three weeks away. We're almost there. And thank you again for listening to Z-Dunks and the Wild Man. Uh, again, I am Joe Szymanski, a.k.a. the Wild Man. He is Zach Duncan, a.k.a. Z-Dunks. And we will see you next week.